incredibly loud roaring engine sound, and then you heard screaming. Witnesses describe the terrifying moment when a driver crashed through a North Austin hospital. Today we learn who was behind the wheel as police continue their investigation. And some gray skies rolling in this Valentine's Day. I'll have your evening forecast coming up. Celebration turns to chaos. Gunshots ring out as the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl victory parade takes place. What we've learned so far. Tonight, new information about the driver who crashed into the emergency room at St. David's North Austin yesterday. Thanks for joining us. I'm Nabil Ramadna. Britt and Daniel have the night off. The driver died and five others were injured, according to first responders. Austin police identified the driver as a 57-year-old woman. As KXAN Sarah Alshai explains, police do not believe the crash was intentional nor caused by a medical condition. Sights, blood, and just the glass. Everyone was covered in glass. Sounds. Incredibly loud roaring engine sound. And then you heard screaming. And smells Michelle Cruz says she'll never forget. Then you started smelling like the burnt rubber. The smell like lingered. Cruz and her mother were there when a car crashed into the St. David's North Austin Medical Center emergency room Tuesday evening. At least 20 people at, at bare minimum. There could have been more, but at least 20 people. The Austin Police Department says it responded to the crash a little after 5.30 p.m. The driver of the car died and five others were injured, two of them children. APD identified the driver as 57-year-old Michelle Holloway. There's no indication at this time that this is an intentional act nor does it indicate that the driver suffered from a medical episode. APD says this is still under investigation and information could change. Hospital officials say several staff sprang into action tending to injuries. Think about superheroes, That's those are superheroes. Just did everything they can amidst so much chaos. A woman who works at the hospital told KXAN she was among those people. Ran back into the ER just to see if I could help. So I figured there were probably a lot of people that hurt. The whole experience was a lot for Cruz to take in. I'm just thankful that like it's over. So she's focused on taking care of her mental health as she processes this. Mental images and the sounds are going to be a lot, but I think I can work through like what actually happened and knowing that like it's not going to happen again and like we're all safe. Sarah Olshek, KXAN News. Hospital officials say they've resumed operations and are hoping to open the north entrance where this happened this afternoon. First warning weather with Chief Meteorologist David Yeomans. Well, right on time today, gray skies have returned to central Texas, but not too big of a concern for your Valentine's plans. No rain falling from them at this time, and most of us should remain dry through the next six hours. 64 degrees right now, a little warmer with mainly gray skies up in Liberty Hill on the Whittlesea Landscape Supply Weather Camp. Coming up, I'll show you the hour-by-hour -hour temperatures and slim chance of rain this evening. We're also tracking a significant cold front coming just as the weekend begins. We'll talk Talk about how cold the wind chills get and where we'll have the best chance of rain. Thank you, David. One person was killed and as many as 15 others were hurt this afternoon as shots rang out near Kansas City's Union Station at the end of the Chiefs Super Bowl victory parade. The Kansas City Fire Department says in addition to the person killed, three people are in critical condition, five others are in serious condition, and one is suffering from non-life-threatening injuries. Police say two armed people were taken into custody. It's unclear at this time what sparked that shooting. 
and a verdict in the $370 million civil fraud case against former President Donald Trump is expected to come down by the end of the week. According to NBC News, the judge could issue his early decision as early as Friday. The highly anticipated ruling will cap a trial that started in early October, closing arguments in the case in which the New Yorker state attorney or New York state attorney, excuse me, general's office alleged Trump and top officials committed persistent fraud by inflating financial statements took place in January. The judge has already found that Trump and his executives engaged in fraud. He now needs to decide on the issue of intent and what penalties Trump and his company should pay. Trump, who has called the case, quote, politically motivated fraud, has denied any wrongdoing. New numbers show just how many people crossing illegally into the United States from Mexico decreased last month. According to the U.S. Customs and Border Protection, illegal crossings dropped 50% from December to January. Agents encountered migrants between ports of entry more than 124,000 times in January, down from more than 249,000 the previous month. They attribute the decrease largely due to seasonal migration patterns, which are expected to turn back towards higher migration patterns in the spring. The Center for Disease Control and Prevention plans to drop the five-day COVID isolation guidelines. Under the new proposed CDC guidance, those who test positive for the coronavirus may be able to return to their routines if they've been fever-free for at least 24 hours without medication. This same standards applies to flu and RSV. If officially adopted the new approach, it would signal COVID has taken a place alongside other routine respiratory infections. Health experts believe the impending change could be because most people have developed a level of immunity to the virus. And thousands of rideshare workers parked their cars and picketed at major U.S. airports today in what organizers say is their largest strike yet in a drive for better pay and benefits. NBC's Steve Romo the, has the details from one of the picket lines in New Jersey. The group Justice for App Workers is holding demonstrations today in cities across the country, including here in Newark at the airport, to try to get the attention of these companies to tell them they need higher wages. Now, the plan is for striking drivers to stop accepting rides specifically to and from airports from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. They say this is sort of just a shot across the bow to try to get this attention. Now, drivers we talked to say they are just having a tough time paying their rent and making ends meet. But at the same time, they hear about these companies raking in uh, record profits. Now, Uber saying that this, this type of demonstration rarely affects driver availability or their prices. Lyft also saying they are trying to work uh, with these riders to improve the situation. We'll see what the outcome of this is, though. Back to you. And going in-depth, the strikes took place in 10 major U.S. cities, including right here in Austin. Rideshare drivers joined the nationwide picket lines at the Austin airport today, refusing to take rides to and from the airport all day long. The rideshare app Lyft said in a statement to KXAN, quote, We are constantly working to improve the driver experience, which is why just this month we released a series of new offers and commitments aimed at increasing driver pay and transportation. 
transparency. Those new offers include a new minimum wage earnings guarantee where drivers will always make at least 70% of weekly rider fares after fees. Today's rally at the airport was the first major action of rideshare workers in Texas this year, and it's the first time ever rideshare strike in Austin since Uber started in 2014. Alarm bells raised on Capitol Hill over a mysterious threat to national security. What we know about the threat as pressure mounts for the president to declassify details. And a long-standing North Austin staple gets ready to close its doors for good. How fans of the decades-old local business are reacting to the news. Also ahead, a rare stunning sea creature washing up on the shores of the Lone Star State. Why experts warn that you don't want to get close to it. The Highland Lane Bowling Alley has served Austin as a North Austin staple for nearly 50 years, but now it's getting ready to close and fans of the business say they're sad to see it go. According to the Austin Business Journal, the decades old local business will close by the end of this year. A new 300 unit development is expected to take its place. For some fans of the longstanding Bowling Alley, the closure represents how much the city of Austin is changing and for others it represents a decline in the sport popularity. And if you're looking to take a trip down memory lane at the alley, head over to KXAN.com and click on this story. And an Austin filmmaker is nominated for six awards for his project that's premiering at tomorrow's Austin Revolution Film Festival. The film's creator, David Reyes, says Austin has everything you need to get an independent film up and running, with the city offering a strong pool of actors and a high motivation for filmmaking. If you're looking at footage from the trailer for Reyes' award-nominated film, Pa Mama, it's the story of an animal advocate who moves from home after life spirals out of control. In addition to the film's premiere tomorrow, another screening is planned in Huntsville at the end of the month. Well, temperatures so far this month running 4 to 5 degrees above normal. Today, another warmer than normal day in the upper 60s. We've got some big swings in temperature, including a strong cold front this weekend. Coming up in your forecast. Today, the Republican chairman of the House Intelligence Committee sounded the alarm about a serious national security threat. He did not say what it was, but called on President Biden to declassify the information. The news comes as the Republican House Speaker pushes back against a Senate-passed $95 billion national security package. NBC's Alice Barr has the latest from Washington. Concern and confusion on Capitol Hill today after House Intelligence Committee Chairman Mike Turner raised the alarm over a serious national security threat without saying what it is. Four sources with knowledge of the matter telling NBC News it relates to a Russian military capability. Turner calling on President Biden to declassify the information. White House National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan offered reassurance, but no details. I am confident that President Biden, in the decisions that he is taking, is going to ensure the security of the American people. Sullivan set to brief top congressional leaders tomorrow, including House Speaker Mike Johnson. Steady hands are at the wheel. We're working on it, and there's no need for alarm. At the same time, Speaker Johnson is digging in against a Senate-passed national security package to send aid to U.S. allies, including backing Ukraine in its fight against Russia. The Republican-led House will not be jammed or forced into passing a foreign aid bill that was opposed by most Republican senators and does nothing to secure our 
own border. Top Democrats and the White House are ramping up pressure on the speaker to bring the bill to the floor, believing there are enough votes to pass it. Things that start overseas can rapidly become crises uh, that we have to deal with here. Uh, and so, again, our focus is on protecting this nation. And making the case that it's in the interests of U.S. national security to stand with our allies, especially against Russian aggression. In Washington, Alice Barr, NBC News. First warning weather with Chief Meteorologist David Yeomans. Well, a blanket of clouds have pulled back into the area tonight, but it's an otherwise nice Valentine's Day evening. 65 with a little bit of sunshine west of Austin on the Austonian weather cam. I've cranked up the sensitivity of the radar. I'm watching it like a hawk for your plans. There is no rain falling right now, and the chance of any additional rainfall is quite slim. Just a 10% chance, and even if that 10% chance happens for you, it's a couple drops on the windshield at most. Otherwise, temperatures cooling off into the 50s starting at 9 p.m. under mostly cloudy skies tonight. The clouds streaming in from a disturbance to our south. You can see all this moisture and that atmospheric disturbance from the eastern Pacific into Mexico. This is one thing that's heading our way over the next couple of days. The second, a strong cold front with a big 30-degree temperature drop behind it just north of Omaha, Nebraska this evening. So what does all this mean for your forecast? Well, over the next 24 hours, we're mainly just cloudy this evening. Mainly gray skies. Again, a very slim chance of a couple drops on your plans by 11 p.m. Similar weather continues. Overnight, some patchy fog builds in, most likely in the hill country. Overall, though, tomorrow, not a wet day, just a gray day. Mainly cloudy skies continue through the afternoon and evening. On Friday, let me pause you before the sun comes up. Moisture and energy from that disturbance down in Mexico starts to produce a couple scattered showers pre-dawn. Most of this is south of Austin, and our best models are now backing off a little bit on how much rain falls in general. By 7 a.m., still a couple showers down in Fayette County and along I-10. But that may be about it for the day. The rest of us are cloudy and mainly are completely dry, even through Friday evening. The big thing that happens Friday evening, not rainfall, only a couple hundredths of an inch south of Austin, a temperature drop. Warm weather continues tomorrow and Friday afternoon, but by Friday evening, happy hour and dinner plans, that strong cold front from the northern plains is right here in central Texas. Behind it, a quick 10, 20 degree drop in temperatures. By Saturday morning, winds are howling and temperatures are dropping into the 30s. Here's your first look at how cold it may feel when you start your weekend. This is not the marathon morning. This is the morning before, but wind chills Saturday morning well down in the 20s. That is a colder start to the weekend. In the meantime, a far cry from that 52 tonight with some areas of fog and cloudy skies. Tomorrow, mainly gray, but also dry. 73, a warmer day than today. Here comes that little 30% chance of a little light rain south of Austin Friday. Gusty winds and highs struggling to reach 50 on Saturday. But great weather for the Austin Marathon early Sunday. Temperatures in the mid-30s, calmer winds and sunny skies. And look at the temper temperatures ramping up next week. 72 on President's Day, 80 on Wednesday. And we actually may make it through the rest of the month freeze-free in Austin. Warmer than normal weather continues for the last week of February. Millions of Americans are dealing with the fallout of a powerful snowstorm that slammed the Northeast. It created one of the snowiest days in years for many along the East Coast. Five inches of snow was recorded in parts of Pennsylvania, New Jersey, New York, and Connecticut, and made for a nightmare on the roadways and airports. Police reported thousands of accidents across several states because of icy roads. At airports across the Northeast, more than 1,200 flights were canceled yesterday. 
And at New York's airports alone, more than a third of flights were canceled. <clears throat> and to international news now, where efforts to broker a ceasefire between Israel and Hamas suffered a setback today, as Israel reportedly recalling its negotiations team. And Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu accused Hamas of hobbling the high-stakes negotiations by sticking to delusional demands. Israel has insisted any ceasefire be temporary, saying that it would resume its war effort after any ceasefire until it had completely destroyed Hamas. Hamas is saying any ceasefire needs to lead to a permanent end to the war. There is also a disagreement over the number of Palestinian prisoners Israel would be expected to release in return for Israeli hostages. This comes as concern grows over a potential Israeli assault on the southern city of Rafah, where more than 1.4 million Palestinians are currently sheltering. Israel says it is drawing up a plan to get those civilians out of harm's way before it mounts any attacks. And a first glimpse years into the making at the newly restored portion of an iconic French cathedral as crews work to bring it back to its full glory. News Nation tonight. He wrote a best-selling book on Bonnie Willis and President Trump's Georgia election case. Now as she faces allegations of misconduct, Michael Isikoff tells Leland what tomorrow's hearing could mean for her legacy and the former president's case. On Balance tonight. Special guest, Bill O'Reilly on Cuomo. If I'm interviewing Joe Biden, what do you think is going to happen? TV's liveliest, most honest debate. You're going to talk a lot and uh, interrupt him. Tonight at 8, 7 central, only on News Nation. To find News Nation, go to joinnn.com. Well, they look cool, but these rare creatures have been washing up on Texas beaches. And experts say if you see them, you might want to stay away. These creatures are known as blue dragons, a sea slug species that washes up as a sign that spring is on the way. Now, according to the Heart Search Institute for Gulf of Mexico studies, every year strong southeast winds blow in, bringing rare species to shore, like Portuguese man o' wars and by the wind sailors. The winds also drive the species that feed on them like blue dragons. But be warned, marine biology experts say if you touch a blue dragon, it will release a powerful and painful sting. More of these creatures are expected to wash on shore as spring gets closer. And going in depth, the blue dragon is just the latest sea creature to recently wash up on our Texas shores. Common octopi and thousands of glassy transparent fish were also found on the coast. The transparent fish likely washed up due to recent cold temperatures, drawing them up on shore. Now, the scaffolding covering up the Notre Dame Cathedral spire in Paris is coming down, revealing first glimpse at the work done to restore it following the destructive 2019 fire. The partial removal of the scaffolding revealed the new spire for the first time. It's topped with a golden rooster and cross. The cathedral is on track to reopen on December 8th, so unfortunately not in time for the Olympic Games, which is scheduled for July and August. And coming up tonight on KXN, we've got Chicago Met at 7, then it's Chicago Fire at 8, followed by Chicago PD at 9. Then join us back here for KXN News at 10 p.m. Or join us on Hour Early for KXN News at 9 on the CW Austin. Here's where to find us over the air on through your television provider.